and welcome in to the Thursday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller, thanks for joining us. One more day on the road. <laughs> Somebody should write a country and western song on that one. I've been on the road for 11 nights and uh, be heading back into Florida today and we'll look forward to doing tomorrow's episode from home base. So one more of these on the roads, but boy, what an adventure it has been. I would have been at home base for the election, but a friend of mine who uh, the really one of the reasons for the trip was diagnosed with liver cancer recently, and I wanted to spend some time with him before he started chemo, which was on election day. So wishing my buddy Bo the very best, and was good to see him before all of those activities began in his life. And yes, if you were wondering, I absolutely did vote early. Now, let's take a quick look today. Really, we don't have anything astrologically or astronomically happening that much in the chart for the rest of the week. The moon is still in cancer, and everything else that has been in place is still in place. If you follow us every day, then you're pretty much up to speed on where the planet positions are and their effects. So we'll reconcile this a little bit. I'm not going to belabor because, my goodness, you are so already inundated with election news, if you're watching or listening to that at all. But we will reconcile it to the chart. But again, I think if we step back and just take a bigger picture perspective, again, these same things are still in place, and that is discordia, tension and challenge. Don't have an election on a Mercury retrograde day. Just don't. (laughs) What can I say? Told you. The anger of Mars and the illusion of Neptune, and I'm talking about false news. You know, as I was looking at things yesterday, and yesterday's podcast where we talked about Neptune being the planet of fake news, (laughs) if fake news had a planet, it's Neptune. If voting had a planet, I confirmed this with S.J. Anderson on Twitter yesterday, Mercury, I think he, he confirmed the same thing. If voting, the verb of voting, was represented by a planet, Well, we're saying it's Mercury. If fake news had a planet, it definitely is Neptune, and so is just lying and deception. And from what I saw yesterday, if even a fourth of what I saw yesterday is half true, then there's lying and deception going on all over the place. This certainly is not the United States of America that I grew up in a nice, quiet little flyover community in Uh, northeastern Oklahoma, that's for sure. So I think from the big picture, you know, this is the thing is uh, when I looked at the chart in every way that I possibly could, for election day, I saw in conclusion. And I think we will take a look at the inauguration a couple of more times as the energy progresses. Again, like I said, it's not the, the planets don't change. That chart will still look identical to what it did when we've looked at it before. But I think through the eyes of maturing and developing energy, we can get some additional insights. But again, the even the inauguration chart is a little vague. So between now and then, I just, I don't know, something tells me that this is going to be a longer, a longer adventure than most people think. The other thing is there were some stories of arrests and protests in some of the bigger cities across the United States yesterday. I saw Chicago, Detroit, New York, Philadelphia mentioned specifically where the people are hitting the streets. And again, not unexpected through astrological eyes at all. I think most people had an 
a very unrealistic expectation that this would just be over. And they had watch parties and this kind of thing. And, of course, the astrology said otherwise. But what I don't think people expect is how long this possibly could go. I say possibly because there's nothing definitive out there that says that it is going to, but it's just when you kind of put the pieces together, you get the idea uh, that maybe it could. And again, what I need to really do now is go back and look again at the inauguration chart on January 20th. If you want to look at it through your own eyes, put in a chart for January 20th, 2021 at 12 noon in Washington, D.C. See what your eyes see. And if you come up with something, I'd love to hear. Info at funastrology.com. Now, there will be some zigs and zags on the path to this, but really what we can start setting our sights on next is the big conjunction between Saturn and Jupiter. Have you seen them in the sky? (laughs) They're kind of, uh, let's see, depending on where you are, and you can look at a chart. Here's the kind of cool thing, too. If you call up a chart... And this is Northern Hemisphere stuff, too, by the way. Sorry, you guys down south. You'll have to take a look at where they are in the horizon. But uh, for the Northern Hemisphere, if you just call up a chart, let's say you want to go out and look at wherever your location is at 7 p.m. You want to go see them. Then look on the chart where they are. They'll be somewhere in the uh, from house 7 through 12. That means above the horizon. And just see where they are and then go look in the southern sky at that elevation and you'll see them. And visually, remember, you can just mentally put Pluto right in between because that's where Pluto is. It's actually closer to Jupiter, the brighter planet right now. Uh, But you can kind of just stick Pluto right there next door to Jupiter. And that gives you the what I affectionately call the big three. Well, that gap between Jupiter and Saturn is closing. And with an eclipse thrown in there as well, we have the equinox on December 21st, and that is when basically they will become one, and that will be the conjunction. It's going to be amazing to watch it in the sky. And that begins the new 20-year Jupiter-Saturn cycle. The other thing that I think is worth noting, and I don't say this casually at all, but along that Jupiter-Saturn cycle point, We have also had presidential elections where the president who was elected did not finish his term. John F. Kennedy in 1960, Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1940. There are several others prior to that that were on this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And then came Ronald Reagan. Now, if you remember, Reagan was first elected in 1980. But he was, uh, there was an assassination attempt on his life in 1981. Obviously, he survived, but after that, his life was basically ruled by astrology. Joan Quigley was the Reagan's astrologer, and everything they did in the White House after that assassination attempt was consulted by astrology before it happened. And then, of course, George Bush in the year 2000 was the last, so... Some have said, well, Reagan broke the 20-year curse, but there was this 20-year cycle, basically, where presidents who were elected, and it happened to be around a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, did not finish their terms. But that's the next big thing that we will set our sights on, and we'll start talking about that and some history around it, what the cycle means and what it represents. 
So we have another month and three quarters before we get there to December 21st. And then the next thing that we can start talking about collectively is the Saturn-Jupiter ingress into Aquarius. And we start moving out of Capricorn into Aquarius. That's going to be a big deal as well. So we have oh so much more. We are not going to run out of soap around here regardless of what happens to this election. Hope you have a good day. We will see you back again for TGI Friday from the home booth tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye-bye.